Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello. My name is Alec Feldman. I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. UK time. And this is the podcast of that radio show. It's all the best bits without the music. Maybe some of the rubbish bits as well. Mainly just the whole show minus the songs. Every week we're going to release it, so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week. Just one thing to mention, I give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show, so you'll hear that on this podcast, but obviously it's a podcast, it's pre-recorded, so if you do send in a message about something I'm talking about to the numbers I say, I mean I'm not going to read it because it's already happened, it's in the past, it's pre-recorded, and no one's going to see it anyway, but here's the worst bit, you might still get charged for it depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time, it's a waste of my time, it's a waste of everybody's time, and so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show and send me your stories or play our games, then you can do that just by listening live every Saturday afternoon, 3 to 5 p.m. UK time on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it, though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much. Here's the podcast. This is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alex Feldman. What? What do you mean it's Alex Feldman with a C? Oh, this is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alec with a C, Feldman. Woo! Yeah. Hi, everyone. Welcome to my New Year's Eve party. We are having it large for the last few hours of 2018. Alec, 2019 Alec. is... Um, sorry, uh, yeah, can I help you? Yeah, um, sorry, it's not New Year's Eve. It, it's Saturday the 29th of December. No, no, you're wrong. It's Saturday the 31st of December. No, um, you're wrong, sorry. Are you sure? Um, relatively sure, yes, that it's New Year's Eve on Monday night. Tonight is just Saturday night. Saturday the, the 29th, you say? Yes, Saturday the 29th. So New Not... Year's Eve's like two days away? Yes, very much still two days away. Ah, balls. 
It's Saturday. It's 3 o'clock. Now, live from London, Alec Feldman. Hello, that was Frey Ridings. Lost without you before that, Mark Ronson and Miley Cyrus. It's Alec with you now. Good afternoon, everybody. Hope you are good on this weird middle of Christmas, New Year, Saturday afternoon. I thought it was Sunday. Had the shock of my life when I realised I still had a radio show to do, but it's all good. Not that I'm unprepared. I do all my prep yesterday, so it's all good. Um, thanks to James for the rest list. Thanks also to Daisy for her show. It was the last one. She's now she's now dead to us. It's like she never existed. So uh, thanks to her. I won't lie. I wasn't awake at that time of day to listen. But I have I have listened a few times in the past. Does she still do that thing where she describes it as like love and positivity? Yeah. I always like to think of myself as the total antidote to all of that. So um, you've had your love and positivity. That's out the way. That's gone for good now. It is now me with my cynicism and I wouldn't say negativity, just mockery. That's that's what you've got now. Total contrast. The balance has has once again tipped in the other direction. So <laughs> welcome along. Hope you're good this afternoon. Coming up, some some end of year fun. Um, there isn't actually that much end of year fun. There's a little bit after four o'clock. I'll tell you about that in a bit. For now, though, shall we do shall we do seven days? And um, if you are a fan of this feature, um, enjoy enjoy this one. I'm not saying it won't be back, but just you know, really really make the most of it. <laughs> so on Sunday, um, we went on a little trip into London, um, which doesn't sound well. It sounds more exciting than actually, as I live in London anyway. But like proper London, inner city central London, like Oxford Street, Regent Street, all the streets, Bond Street, all of them, the ones that you only hear about from like Monopoly or Sherlock and stuff, went to see all the pretty shiny lights in London. They look very nice and sparkly and all Christmassy as you do. Um, Particularly enjoyed some projections onto the pavement of some snowflakes just outside HMV. That was cool. Oh, bad news about HMV, by the way. uh, Thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. I was in HMV. I was actually in HMV on Sunday. Um, I didn't buy anything, which is probably why they're in the mess they're in. We, we sort of went in by accident because we, me and my sister got a bit lost. So yeah, sorry HMV. Maybe if we had bought like a DVD, then it would all be fine now. Really sorry to hear that sad news at this time. Anyway, that was Sunday. <laughs> had a nice day. On Monday, you might remember a long time ago. Well, it wasn't that long. It was about two months ago on this show. I told you a story about how me and a friend of mine had attempted to make some hummus and it had all gone disastrously wrong and it tasted disgusting and then shortly after that it sort of came to life and escaped from its little pot that it was being stored in and it was all a big mess and it was horrible and I didn't eat any just ended up throwing it all away and it went to waste and it was very sad and I was very sad I finally got some closure on Monday because we did round two we attempted round two of hummus making we got a new recipe and did as the recipe said and guess what it finally turned out okay it was nice i'm not going to say it was like better than stuff you could buy i wouldn't go that far it was edible it was tolerable it was quite nice so i feel like i've got some closure now i can move on with my life knowing that i did eventually conquer hummus that's what i got to monday Tuesday. tuesday was the big day you know christmas um I celebrated, sort of, in a way. I stuffed myself silly, had loads of roast potatoes, 
pulled some crackers, wore the silly paper hats, you know, um, and watched the Queen on the telly, as you do. The Queen and her golden piano, which is probably the most famous piano in the world right now. The attention it has been getting this week. My God. Um, so I watched that. That was my Christmas. and had a, had a lovely time. I was quite sad at the lack of the Doctor Who Christmas special. So to make up for it, I just watched last year's one anyway. And so it's fine. I've got my fix of Doctor Who already. I'm a happy boy. And that was my Christmas. Wednesday was Boxing Day, which I think Boxing Day is only like a British thing. So if you're not British, Boxing Day is just like the day after Christmas when we just collectively decide as a nation that the fun shouldn't be over yet. And so we do like a round two. That's more or less what it is. Uh, cousins came over, had more food, more crackers. Sadly, we didn't watch the Queen on that occasion. I suppose we could have got it up on the iPlayer, but we didn't feel the need. So no Queen speech on the telly on Wednesday, but otherwise more or less the same as Wednesday. I mean, Tuesday. Thursday was sort of the first day of not stuffing myself silly and having anything to do with the Queen, just a normal day. And you, ha- you know when you have that post-Christmas guilt? I don't know, I do. I did. I was just like, oh my God, I've eaten too much. So I went for a guilt run, and that was more or less the most exciting thing that happened on Thursday. Then Friday rolls around. Again, not much happened. Had some work to do, so I got on with that. And I went to the shops. And that was that's really quite dull. And that, my friends, was my seven days. We are now on Saturday, and I'm on till five. Coming up, I have a story for you. I briefly mentioned this last week. It's about a library book I took out. Plus, I have a joke from a Christmas cracker to share with you. It is hilarious. You'll love it. Um, an advert I've seen on the tube. It's really caught my eye. I want to tell you about that. The most complained about TV shows of 2018, plus things you wish you could unsee. Also from earlier in the year this is like the one end of year highlight i've got for you i interviewed henry cavill ridiculously (laughs) it's weird when i think about the fact that that happened but i interviewed him i'll replay that 10 past four and we got a six second guide and connect four coming up as well four of diamonds now this is blind four of diamonds and blind wizard radio with alec hey hope you're good got plastered and imagine dragons to play you soon on the show last week i really briefly mentioned how i went to the post office to post a book back to the uni library and i want to tell you the full story of that because it's caused me a lot of aggravation and annoyance over the last couple of weeks right so i've got lots of essays to do over the christmas holiday i've got three essays three thousand words each maths fans out there you'll know that's nine thousand words um a lot of them on things i don't actually know a great deal about and so what do you do when you have to write an essay you get some books out of the library right So I looked on the library search system. I found a book that sounded like it might be vaguely useful for one of my essays. And I took it out before Christmas. It was basically the day before everyone was due to go home. So I was thinking, okay, now technically this book will be due back in the holiday. But I can just renew it. It'll all be fine. Nobody else will want it. And I'll be good until January. That was the bet I made to myself when I took the book out. And lo and behold, I think it's the Monday after I get back. I've only had the book for three days at this point. I get an email in my inbox saying, yeah, someone else wants this book. You're going to have to bring it back by Thursday. I'm thinking, are you joking? Who is sitting there in the uni library over Christmas, over the holiday when they should be at home with their families or friends requesting books? It's really aggravated me. So I was like, ugh, that's so annoying. I haven't even got around to looking at it yet. So... The day before I had to to post it, I photocopied all the bits I needed at great time 
expense. It spent took ages to do it. It was a real pain in the ass. And think of the think of the paper. Think of the trees. Come on. I had to damage trees to get those copies. So that was annoying. The only sort of saving grace I did have was that if you had to send it back by post, they said, okay, fair enough. As long as you post it on the due date, then that's okay. So that's what I did. Took it to the post office on the day it was due back, which was Thursday the 20th. And I said, what is the cheapest and slowest way I can send this back? And it cost me a couple of quid. And I sent it off. And then what's happened, which makes me quite happy, is that because it's Christmas and the post stops anyway at Christmas, and I think the uni library is closed as well, even though it was supposed to be back over a week ago, I don't think it has yet been received by the library because of all the closures. But that doesn't mean I get fined because as far as they're concerned, I posted it that day. It's got a stamp on it saying I posted it that day. So in that regard, it's all fine. Um, What is slightly annoying is that because it's technically not been received yet, that counts against me on my library record because what I wanted to do, because obviously I'm very mature, and responsible um, and I took this whole situation in, in good grace what I wanted to do was then recall the exact same book from whoever has taken it from me whichever sad soul requested it and try and get them to bring it back as well fully ha- planning on not taking it out myself just to put them through the irritation of having to send it back as well I couldn't do that because apparently I still have an overdue loan, which is that book, which hasn't yet been returned. So that's kind of annoying. Um, but obviously, um, I am also very mature. And so, of course, I wouldn't have put anything inside the book, would I? Like a little little note, maybe. Passive-aggressively inviting the next person who has to enjoy it. I wouldn't do that, right? Okay, well, maybe I did. Maybe I did. You know, nothing too rude. Just saying, I really hope you enjoy this book. No, really, I do, really. And I mean it, I mean, I'm very glad they haven't got the book yet, but when they do get it, I really hope they do enjoy the book I needed for my essay. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not bitter at all about this, I'm handling it in a mature way, as you can tell. So that is my library book saga, and someone, sooner or later, at some point, might be getting a copy of that book, with a slightly passive-aggressive note in. So I hope they really enjoy the little note I've written for them. Okay, cool. Coming up, I've got a joke. It's come out of a Christmas cracker, and it's it's so funny. You, you'll your sides will split. Honestly, I'll tell it to you after Plested in your name. It's Wizard Radio. It's Wizard Radio. That was Plested in your name. I'm Alec Feldman. I am here live, actually, right now, until five. Still to come. Got Connect Four. Got an advert on the tube that's really caught my eye. And now I have a Christmas joke for you. Um, to tell this joke to, I'd like to bring in James Gilmore at this point. Hi. Hello. Do you like Christmas jokes? No, not at all. Oh. Do you do you do the thing on your your Christmas where you pull the cracker and sort of laugh and cringe at the jokes or no? I pull the cracker then just leave it on the table. I'm not interested with whatever is inside of it. It's hardly going to be a million pounds, is it? But what about like the the flappy fish? Sorry, what? <laughs> the, the, the mood fish that like flaps around on your hand and it tells you what mood you're in. I don't know what sort of Christmas crackers. That sounds expensive. Are you kidding? It's cheap as anything. It's just like a piece of cellophane. No. Um, that look, like a fish, no? I don't put the crown on my head. I don't read the stupid joke. 
I don't do any of that. But for you, as my piece of charity today, <laughs> I will listen to your joke. Oh, what a misery. Okay. I did. We got this joke out of a cracker. I still have the piece of paper here. Um, that's me sort of flapping the paper, if you're interested. Um, came out, and it's it's so funny. We were all like in stitches, our sides split, laughing hysterically at this joke. So I couldn't not share it with, with you, James, and with the world. Okay. Are you ready? As, ev- as ready as I'll ever be. <clears throat> that's actually quite appropriate for the joke. <clears throat> what kind of cough medicine does dracula take what type i don't know (laughs) it's it's con medicine (laughs) con medicine did you get it no i actually do not understand that at all (laughs) it takes con medicine what what do you mean you don't get it what do you mean con what's con medicine it's it's what dracula takes why does dracula take con he should take cough medicine but because he's Dracula, so instead of taking cough medicine, he takes con medicine. Do you not get it? What does con have to do with Dracula? It just—it's so obvious. I can't believe you don't—you don't understand it. No, I don't understand it. Really? Con You're not playing medicine? with me here. Um, no. What's con medicine? What kind of cough medicine does Dracula take? Con medicine? No. Con- I thought we all thought that was great. No? Con medicine? Yeah. You bought your Christmas crackers from Sainsbury's, clearly. Con medicine? Yeah. I can't believe you don't understand this. I don't anyone understand else... con medicine. It's great. This is quality humour. I think con... you're just being really slow. What type of cough medicine does Dracula take? Con, con medicine. medicine. Con... Quality? Con medicine. It's hysterical in the way you say it. You say that, that those two words again. Con medicine. No, it doesn't even sound like anything different. Con medicine. <laughs> oh, I can't. I just keep laughing every time I hear it. It's too funny. No, I do not know what that is. Con mm. medicine. Can, can you explain it or? I'd like, I think, I want to see if anyone else gets it. I think, I think you're going to be in a minority here. I think everyone listening now will be like, con medicine, it's so obvious, it's hilarious. So, um, do you get this joke? And if you do, can you, can you explain it? Or maybe if you don't, can you try and explain what you think it is? If more people generally get it right than, you know, and generally understand it. If if I am in the minority, I will eat to my hat. Are you wearing a hat? Not yet, but I do have one nearby. I will Lovely. eat to my hat. Okay, so can you explain this joke, or at least attempt to? 07807-183-538 if you can, or tweet me at WizRadio, or you can send an email, station at wizardradio.co.uk, or get me on Facebook, just find the Wizard Radio Facebook page on there. The joke is, one more time, what kind of cough medicine does Dracula take? <laughs> Con medicine. <laughs> Oh, man. Too good. So if you can explain that joke, if you get it, or mm, if you think you get it and want to try and have a go explaining it, just send me a text. 07807 183 538. Because James doesn't get it. I think I think he's mad. So if you can, just send me a message. Help help him help him out. He hasn't got the best sense of humour in the world, so you need to help him out a little bit with this joke. So send me a message. Whilst you do that, and I laugh hysterically at that joke, um, we'll do Imagine Dragons and then Sam Fender. So, this joke of mine 
it's it's causing a lot of confusion on the text. Oh, that was Sam Fender, by the way. That sound in Imagine Dragons Bad Lie before that. Um, who have we got? We've got Darcy saying, honestly, Alec, I have no idea what you're talking about. Asking if I'm pranking James or something. Hmm. Who knows? I thought I thought it made perfect sense. Um, Sammy as well has attempted to explain this joke. Um, he says con medicine is in Dracula takes things away and drinks blood and con in Spanish means with, which is likely opposite of taking things away. Is that the joke? Yes, Sammy, you've cracked it. Well done, mate. That's it. Um, uh, no, no, it's not, it's not quite it. I like the thinking that's gone into that. It's not a joke that can only be understood if you have a Spanish GCSE, though. Um, that is not the case, but but nice attempt at explaining it. Alas, not quite, not quite there. Um, who else is is baffled by this joke? Patrick, is it like the Dracula in the Muppets who counts? So, Con is like Count Dracula or something like that. That one doesn't even make sense. Is the is the Dracula called Con? Hello, I'm Con Dracula. Con of Con of Con to my friends. Is that it? No. Um, no, Patrick, it's it's not that. Sadly, your attempt at explain, explaining it is not quite correct. Um, oh, Shannon, I got this joke in my Christmas cracker too. I have absolutely no idea what it means whatsoever. So please explain it for me. There might there might be an explanation incoming, Shannon. That is actually is actually kind of kind of useful. And Joe as well, saying I understand this. How can you not understand it? Con medicine, like a Dracula. I don't know how people cannot understand this joke. It's obvious. I mean, yeah, totally. I'm totally with you, Joe. Completely. Bang on. Bang on the money. Dead right there. Um, although I think you might be lying a little bit because because um, hmm, maybe maybe it doesn't completely make sense. Um, Penny as well. Is it because Dracula's mysterious and shady people who do cons are also mysterious so they drink con medicine because they're con artists again i like the thinking but no um none of you have actually worked out what the deal with this joke is um so i think it's probably time i put you all out of your misery because i too was confused by this joke okay when i said i found it hilarious maybe i was, was lying a little bit i found it really confusing and so did everybody i was with none of them could work out what this means i did think maybe that like cough and con there was something in there because like, you know some con is like the opposite of cough like off and on cough and con but no so i typed the joke into google to see if anyone else was as confused as i was about this joke and it emerged that actually they were i found a thread on mumsnet about it now i love mumsnet because the people on there are totally ridiculous you might remember it's probably about a year ago almost now we did a feature on the show about mumsnet um that won't be coming back because it wasn't very good but i have found another good mumsnet thread about this joke it's on the am i being unreasonable page am i being unreasonable to ask if anyone can explain this joke please and a user a mum has gone on and asked people about this joke and um nobody on mumsnet gets it either people suggesting yeah like me con is the opposite of cough everyone says no idea Again, nobody gets it on Mumsnet. I also found a Reddit thread about it. Um, again, it's offering a hundred internet points to whoever can solve the joke. Um, no one, no one getting it on there. What I also found interesting about these these things I found, the Reddit thread was from 2017, 
the mum's net thread was from 2015. So this this joke has been going round for quite a while, and nobody's been getting it for like three years. And then I did come across a tweet about it, which basically solves the mystery. This tweet again is from 2017, so it's a year ago, and yet this confusing joke is still in crackers from a guy called Alistair, who tweeted Sainsbury's where the crackers are from, saying, incomprehensible cracker joke. What kind of cough medicine does Dracula take? Con medicine? And Sainsbury's have replied. Sainsbury's have finally solved this mystery. Oh, oh, my mistake. Sorry. This tweet wasn't in 2017. It was in 2015. So again, three years ago, Sainsbury's settled this matter three years ago. They knew about this three years ago. Sainsbury's replied to him saying, hi, Alistair. That's a misprint. It's meant to say coffin medicine. So there we go. What kind of cough medicine does Dracula take? Coffin medicine. Ha ha ha. That makes sense now. You've got it. But I do like how Sainsbury's have known about this for three years and done nothing about the fact that they're selling these crackers that have a totally wrong joke in. There was actually an article in The Sun about this, I think. So papers have picked up on this belatedly three years later which I'm kind of annoyed about because I discovered this like way before they started writing about it. But I also found on Twitter, on the Twitter debate, someone with quite an interesting contribution um, who knows stuff about like fonts and boring internet stuff. They've said the reason this has happened is because the font they print the joke in doesn't have a symbol for the letter combination FFI, as in coffin, C-O-F-F-I-N. So it just misses out the FFI in coffin and that's how you end up with con. So there you go. Educational. We learned something from this whole ridiculous joke fiasco. James Gilmore, are you still there? He can be. Yes, I'm here. Um, so do you get the joke now? It's, it's coffin medicine, not con yeah, medicine. Yeah, I think that person about the fonts, because if he was smart enough to know about fonts, he would know that it would just replace those letters with a square. Ah. So, so he is wrong. Oh, uh, but that's a shame. Yeah, um, so basically you fooled us all. Well done. That really makes us like you going into the new year. (laughs) Thanks. You're so welcome. So I'm glad we've cleared that one up. What kind of cough medicine does Dracula take? It's con medicine. Here's Zara Larson. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, coffin medicine. Classic. Oh, am I on? Zara Larson, ruined my life on Wizard Radio. This is Alec. Hey, I'll play Billie Eilish next. I've seen an advert on the tube. I've been on the tube a lot in the last couple of weeks. And I've seen this advert. I see it everywhere. It's on the platforms. It's in the carriages. And it's really caught my eye because it looks nothing like any of the normal adverts you see on the tube. Normally, what do they advertise? They advertise vitamins quite a lot. Usually, on the Jubilee line, at least, it goes to like Canary Wharf. You get loads of stuff about accountants and financial services and investing and all that kind of rubbish. You see that quite a lot. Always stuff for the Belgravia Centre about hair loss treatments. And then maybe like property. Those are like the four big advert categories I think you normally see on the tube. But there's another one that's absolutely everywhere recently, which is in a way it's the opposite of the Belgravia Centre. Because the Belgravia Centre, they'll be like, oh, we'll put your hair back on. We'll help you regrow your hair. These adverts are for something you can use to shave your head. And I don't know why it's caught my eye. It's just totally different to anything you normally see on the tube. And I almost think it's kind of not real. Because, let me tell you why, a lot of the time people do, like crazy organisations sometimes do buy adverts with money that go up everywhere that are really mysterious and advertising some weird 
conspiracy theory type thing. I remember a while ago, there were ones all across the country saying legal name fraud is a crime or something. And it was these weird people that think that you shouldn't use your government names because if you use your government name, you're agreeing to be governed by the law. But if you don't use your government name, then you can do whatever you like. And they bought adverts with money and like billboards all over the country. They're a bit weird. So I thought this, this might be the same thing. Sort of. I'll tell you, I'll describe it to you. It's an advert for something you can use to shave your head. Obviously, it's called skullshaver.eu. Um, remember that, that .eu bit, because it might be relevant later. And the advert is a picture of this 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 guy with a big shiny bald head um shaving it with this this skull shaving thing the font they use is impact i don't know you might not know your fonts off by heart it looks a bit like the font we have for our wizard radio logos like it's big it's bold it's like skullshaver.eu it says no nicks or cuts extra reach 90 seconds and done and the voice i'm doing that is the voice I read this advert in, and it's how I imagine maybe the bald guy shaving his head in the picture speaks. Massive picture of his big shiny head. No offense to, to bald people, very sorry. And then the company is called Pitbull. It's got a big logo of a Pitbull. And again, Pitbull, it's the sort of dog you would associate with someone that maybe, maybe a bit, should I say a bit rough? Is that really classist? Maybe a bit rough. Sorry if you're offended by that generalization. I know it's massive. You know, maybe they voted for Brexit. Maybe they go on Britain First rallies at the weekends. I don't know. And that's sort of who I imagine this whole project product is marketed at. Which is why I find the whole .eu thing a bit weird. Because, like, the European Union. These people probably didn't don't like the European Union. You know, I'm not saying all bald, all bald people hate the EU. I'm just saying bald people who look who like bulldogs and like the font impacts. I don't know. This theory is not fleshed out at all. It's total rubbish, probably. I don't fully understand it in my head, but for just some reason, I get this gut feeling that these adverts are a joke, that they're like making fun of people who shave their heads and like pit bulls and don't like the EU and stuff like that. I don't know why. I could just be really classist and a terrible person, which is more likely. I don't know. These adverts, I think they might be a joke and they're everywhere. And I want to know the inside story and I want to know whether... This is actually a real product that you can buy to shave your head with and whether I'm just being really silly and conspiratorial. So I don't know, but I can't avoid them. They are everywhere I go and this has been bugging me for weeks. So I thought I'd just share my weird sort of conspiracy theory type thing with you. Um, you probably think I'm bonkers. That's fine. I sort of do as well. I think this is, yeah, probably not the best theory I've ever come up with, but I had to get it off my chest because it's been annoying me. And now it's out there. I can move on with my life. So that's all good. Skullshaver.eu. 90 seconds and done. Here's Billy Eilish. Billy Eilish and come out and play. It's Wizard Radio. And um, I'm going to be encouraging you to, to come out and play in, in just a second. <sighs> what have I become? Because um, it's time for Connect Four right now on the show. It's a game where you get four words that are picked from James's very well thumbed copy of the Oxford Mini Dictionary and thesaurus that's where the words come from they're randomly generated i just tell them to flick and then when to stop and whatever words at the top of the page that or somewhere on the page maybe that's the one he picks and then you have to connect them in a story form we get some some good things in this i really enjoy reading because it's very creative it's really a narrative gets created that you really get into um the rules are you have to connect them somehow you have to use all the words 
you can modify the words if you need to slightly to get them to fit in. For example, um, what could we what could we have? Are there any from last week? I can't even remember what the words were, but fine. If you had the word continue, you could change that to continued, maybe. And that would be allowed, but it would be frowned upon. You'd get less points in my entirely in my head imaginary non-existent point system, which is how I choose the winner again with no clear rules. It's just whichever one speaks to me the most on a deeper, meaningful level. So that's how to play. Let's get on with getting some words. Hello, James. Have you got the dictionary with you? Can I just say, firstly, please don't talk about my thumbing habits. And yes, Sorry. you're a shell of the man you used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. My pleasure. A shell. A shell. Um, oh, man. Okay, can we get word number one then? Oh, all right. So, um, do you want some more like hilarious banter? Well, no, I was just, I don't know. Anyway, I've just seen the time. All right, and I'm flicking. Exactly, got got some news to, to find out. Who knows what could have happened? Okay, stop. Okay. Funfair. Funfair? Ooh. That's not a word you really think about being in the dictionary, but I suppose there it is. Funfair, like um, Zippo's Circus. Yeah. That one. Yeah. You can see them advertised on like roundabouts near you off motorways. Lovely. Funfair is word number one. Let's get flicking once more. I'm flicking. Okay. And let's stop. Okay. Um, impregnate. Oh impregnate word number two something you probably don't really want to be doing at this point in life um, no not not at this point in life yeah so we have funfair impregnate let's get flicking for word number three okay flicking um oh i forgot to tell you to stop okay stop <laughs> that was ridiculous <laughs> um, okay organ organ yes i can i can i can think of somewhere this may go this week potentially but let's let's see what the last word is going to be uh so let's get flicking once more flicking must remember to pay attention so i don't forget that i'm just leaving you there and there's just like silence going out okay stop okay um rhino oh okay that's really thrown a, a spanner in the works a bit of a curveball for your last word which is rhino Again, you could modify that to rhinoceros if you really wanted, but I don't see why that would help and it would lose your points, so maybe don't bother. But those are the four words on Connect Four this week. Funfair, impregnate, organ, and rhino. Rhino, organ, impregnate, funfair, funfair, impregnate, organ, rhino. Those are the four words. So try and construct some kind of story involving those four words. You have to connect them in the most long-winded, silly possible way there is. And send it in to me on 07807-183-538 or on, um, what have we got? Email, station at wizardradio.co.uk. So it's been an hour. I'm starting to like lose concentration now. I need I need to be like woken up. Okay, cool. Um, station at wizardradio.co.uk, 07807-183-538 for your Connect Four stories this week. It's Funfair, Impregnate, Organ and Rhino. Good, good. Coming up still before five o'clock. Coming up still, still to come. Um, I'll replay my Henry Cavill interview in about 10 minutes time. And I'll play you Ava Max and Anne-Marie next. It's 401. Let's get your latest news now. Live from his bedroom in a semi-detached house in northwest London, Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Anne-Marie, 
2002 on Wizard Radio. Before that, Ava Max and Sweeper Psycho, Alec Feldman with you. Hi, hope you're good. Um, Connect Four on at 10 to 5 this afternoon. And I've got Sabrina Carpenter to play you next. Now, I'd like to replay you an interview I did earlier in the year with Henry Cavill, aka Superman. He was promoting the new Mission Impossible film at the time, which I went to say it was really good. And this was basically one of the first times I'd ever done an interview like this. It was one of the ones where you sit down in the hotel and they're doing like hundreds and hundreds and they just wheel you in and wheel you out and you're face to face. You're about, I don't know, a meter, half a meter away from each other. And I was quite nervous and you might be able to tell. One cool thing that had come out of it was that I do now feature on Henry Cavill's Instagram because he got a selfie with everyone who interviewed him. Um, and so I am on a video montage of all these selfies for about maybe half a second. That's that's the source of great pride for me. Um, but here is the interview. You can make up your own mind as to how horrendously awkward it was of me talking to Henry Cavill about the new Mission Impossible film. Hi, Henry. Hello, mate. How you doing? I'm, I'm very good. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. You're having a nice morning? I am, actually. Yeah, a bit more rested than usual. We've had a fairly busy schedule up until... Well, it's still busy, but I got, uh, I think, six and a half hours sleep rather than... Less last night, which is wow. good. Just good. That is impressive. It, you, you, you just kind of get yeah. You just, you get used to the the busyness. First up, I would like to mention that thing that used to be in between your nose and your upper lip that's got quite a lot of attention. Right. Um. Do you miss it? I. Yeah. You know what? When I first shaved it, I did. Mm. I thought my lip looked really weird. And I swear my lip has changed shape since <laughs> I shaved it. I think it was something to do with the way I held my face when I had a moustache. Mm. That that changed when I had shaved it off again. So yeah, part of me missed it, but then then now that my face has settled back into its normal shape, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Are you glad it made its on-screen debut? Long awaited. <laughs> yes, yes, very much so. Uh, it was it was a fun fun character piece to have. And I think really helped the character, and and uh, I'm glad that it's out there now. Mm. Have you considered? There's probably a nice little sideline you could set it up with, like its own Instagram account, maybe get it its own agent. You know, it was definitely a consideration at one stage. It was, uh, but a lot of the agencies refused to work with my moustache, oh. and so I, I I just had to, yeah, had to cut that off. What is this moustacheism? Not cool. Yeah, no, it's not cool. Towards the end of the film, without giving too much away, your character ends up with a really <laughs> horrific sort of injury right down the side of the head. How did the sort of the makeup work for that? What was it? There, I mean, without without giving too much away, there was there was a, definitely a prosthetic element. Mm. It's very cool looking. Slightly creeped out. The whole film actually had a load of awesome stunts. Did you have a favourite? Uh, favorite stunt there was the helicopter sequence in general was really really enjoyable very very cold mm. and extremely dangerous but the pilots my pilot and Tom very talented and so thankfully no lives were lost especially mine <laughs> and for me the biggest thing was the scenery as much as it was nuts that we were flying through canyons twice as wide as this room in helicopters chasing each other at full speed and doing all sorts of crazy ducks and weaves and everything, it was absolutely stunning scenery and I would do it again in a heartbeat. It's sort of like a paid sightseeing holiday, really. Kind of, yes. Not, not for the faint of heart. Mm, I had no idea it was real. I just assumed that was all CGI. That's really uh, cool real. to know. Yeah. That is 
very impressive. You're from Jersey. Jersey is a place that fascinates me. I went there on holiday a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. Yeah. It's really weird because it's, it's like the UK, but it's also sort of not the UK. It's sort of half-half. What's it sort of like as a place to live and grow up? Uh, it's, it's, well, it's a very small island and very beautiful, and it's got its own identity. It really does. Um, for me, I love growing up there. Lots of time as a kid on the beach. Mm. Lots of fond memories of going to the beach as a kid. The beaches there are stunning. And it's always fun going back as well. The weather always felt slightly better than the UK down there. I mean, it's off the coast of France, so I suppose it is quite a bit mm. further south. But it's, um, I, I did enjoy it and would highly recommend anyone going. It's a cool place. Although I did sort of turn into a lobster, I got horrendously sunburnt. It was not fun. It happens. I've noticed you've got a really, really cool sounding voice. Thank you. Have you ever considered, like, maybe if this all goes wrong, like radio career or reading audiobooks? Uh, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't go wrong, and hopefully I can have my radio career through my films. Fingers crossed. And maybe do audiobooks as well at the same time. But thank you, I appreciate the compliment. It would be good, I would listen to that. You could read like something incredibly mind-numbingly dull and I would enjoy it. Oh, I appreciate it, thank you, thank you. And finally, this will be totally relevant by the time this interview goes out, but I felt like asking it anyway. France or Croatia? Uh, I would say France. I know that's probably not a standard answer because a lot of people like to win, uh, lose to the winners of mm. the World Cup, but I was just in France, and the French were supporting the English uh, while we were there. So, well, the French who I were with, anyway. And so I felt like it's um, it's nice to return the favour to a neighbour. Hmm. You know? Very nice. And I'm all done. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You take care, mate. Wizard Radio. That was Sabrina Carpenter and Sumi. Um, I think I played that a few weeks ago. I was still waiting for someone to take her up on that and actually launch some kind of legal proceedings, but I'm sure it'll come. Sooner or later. Okay, coming up. What do I have? Pale Waves I'll play next. Alec Benjamin as well, who's my new favourite because we have the same first name. And as we come to the end of 2018, I thought I should I should look back on on the year that's been and what's happened and what's been good and what's been bad. Um, you just heard my Henry Cavill interview. That was probably more on the bad end of the scale. Um but also on the TV end of the scale. Well, that's not really an end of the scale. On the TV front, there's been some good stuff and there's been some bad stuff. And I saw a thread on Twitter by a guy called Scott Bryan, who writes about TV. I think he works for BuzzFeed. And he's very handily ranked the most complained about shows that have been on British telly in 2018, according to Ofcom, who are the people that like regulate TV and say what you can and can't say. I've always wondered about TV complaints just as a concept because it's never, ever, ever occurred to me. If I see something, I think, oh, this isn't very good or, oh, they've accidentally sworn, haha. Never occurred to me to write a letter of complaint to Ofcom being like, I was shocked and appalled to see that on the 23rd of November, the word, insert word here, was uttered on primetime television. This shouldn't be allowed. Who does that? I always think if you complain about TV and radio and stuff, you must be a little bit, a little bit sad. Maybe haven't got quite as much to do, but apparently there's a lot, a lot of people who do like to complain. Um, the most complained about show, Celebrity Big Brother, guess how many? 27,000 people complained about Celebrity Big Brother because um, they didn't like how Roxanne Pallet, who treated Ryan Thomas, no, no idea who either of those people are, 
but apparently 27,000 people do, and they care enough to complain. Loose Women as well got 8,000 because some people had an argument on telly. We shouldn't be allowed to have conflict on television. This is disgraceful, despicable, declining moral standards of the country. Um, also, Love Island got 4,000. Sky News got 4,000. I mean, what are you going to complain about that you don't like the news? Oh, no, apparently it's because they interviewed Tommy Robinson off of the far right. So, okay, fair one. And he makes an interesting point, Scott Bryan from BuzzFeed, saying that um, at the top of this chart in, in 2017, it was Good Morning Britain with a 1,000. So that's an increase of 27 times. 27,000 people complained. I wonder how many people complained in total. Must be, must be probably about uh, 30, 40,000. 40,000 people in this country have the time to sit writing letters to complain about stuff that's on the telly. Um, what else is on this list? I'm a Celeb got 335. Coronation Street got 1,000. These people, what are they doing with their lives? But hey, if you want a good top 10 end of year roundup, it doesn't get any better than the most complained about TV. So uh, sucks to be Celebrity Big Brother, I guess. Losers, get a life. Coming up next, another sort of look back on the year. Talking about things you would unsee and unhear. I'll explain more after Pale Waves and one more time. Wizard Radio, that was Pale Waves and one more time. It's Alec Feldman here. Hope you are good this afternoon. I'll play you Alec Benjamin and Ariana Grande next. Now, it's the end of the year. Like I said, we've, we've looked back at my, my awkward interview. We've looked back at the most complained about telly. And now I want to get a bit more personal because you know have you seen this going around like twitter and instagram people naming their top three accomplishments of the year and it's all really wholesome and nice and positive you have people saying like oh i i wrote a book or oh i finally managed to apply for university or lost some weight all that kind of stuff it's like wow go you well done i'm really happy for you but at the same time it's just kind of like eh, this is too wholesome for me too it's too nice it's too innocent it's too cute I'm not not having it. Um, so we're not doing that on this show. Absolutely not. I've thought of something different that I think is much better that we can discuss. Instead of what you're proud of, what your best moments of the year were, I want to talk about your worst moments. Because you know how in life sometimes something will happen to you and you'll be like, well, there is a large portion of my life wasted. I'm never getting that time back. Or um, I'm never going to be able to get that image off my retinas it's now burnt in and you really wish you hadn't seen it or maybe you heard a really bad song and you're like oh god wish i could unhear that it was awful that's more what i'm interested in i want to know what you would unsee and what you would unhear maybe one of each when i say unsee could be anything could be a film you watched or a tv show a sports match that maybe didn't go that well something really gory or gruesome just something that's happened to you maybe and you're like if that's one thing I could have unseen this year, I would do it. If I could press the undo button on that, yes, please. That's the sort of thing I'm talking about. Uh, if you if you could unsee it, you could unhear it, I want to know about it. It's only fair that I give you an example of my own. What I would unsee, probably, is, um, is from when I was on holiday in the summer. I can't remember whether I told this story or not. I think I didn't tell it on air. But then it was in a little bonus podcast that you could have got with some extra stories. Um, it was like two in the morning. I was locked out of the hotel room 
it was actually a hostel, I think. The hostel room I was in, I was sharing it with two lads. One of the lads was out, outside with me. The other guy was in there, fast asleep. Long story short, we get a card from downstairs and we let ourselves into the room and then the other guy is just lying there on his front, butt naked. It wasn't a nice image. I would 100% unsee that if I could. It's not something I ever want to see. It's now burned onto my retinas for good. We tried to make it go away with a towel. We tried to throw a towel on top. It just went horribly wrong and actually woke him up, which is even worse because what's worse than being with an unconscious naked person? It's with a naked person who you're talking to whilst they're naked. It's weird. It's not nice. I would 100% unsee that if I could. 100%. As for what I would unhear, I don't know. There have been some pretty dodgy songs. Actually, yes, I know. I know what song I wish I'd never been forced to listen to. Do you remember Freaky Friday by Chris Brown? And there's some other people on it as well. That was rubbish. Not, I think I did a thing on the show about it at the time that was just saying it was a terrible song and I hated it. And I went on for a good few minutes about how much I disliked that song. Freaky Friday, Chris Brown, awful. Would happily unhear that. Never hear again. That would be great. But if I could undo hearing it in the first place, even better. So those are my two submissions. Freaky Friday by Chris Brown and seeing a guy naked. And I mean, I saw everything. I got a full view. Just because he was on his front didn't mean it was any any more hidden, let me tell you. So I would unsee that and unhear Freaky Friday. And what about you? 07807 183538 is the number to text me on. Or you can send an email, station at wizardradio.co.uk. Let me know maybe one thing you'd unsee, one thing you would unhear from 2018. Just a little end of year review which is, in my mind, much more entertaining for everyone else than, ooh, here's three things I achieved this year. Aren't I great? That's what we're doing. Get in touch, please, and thank you. For now, though, I've got Alec Benjamin to play you, who is new. I've been championing this artist a lot on the show because he's got the same first name as me, and that's very rare. I've only ever met one other Alec. Um, I hope me and Alec Benjamin do meet one day, and he can thank me for how much exposure and airplay I've been giving him. But before we meet, I need to tell you some stuff about him because that's what we do. I'm very knowledgeable about the music I play and I have some accurate, fully researched facts to give you now in 60 seconds. So here's my 60 second guide to Alec. Alec showed up two weeks late for his own birth and things went rapidly downhill from there. As a baby, he did a wee in his cousin's face. As a toddler, he somehow, despite being nowhere near the right height, managed to set off the fire alarm in a hotel, although he maintained he was framed for that one. And on his first day of primary school, he had a toilet-related incident. Despite that minor setback, he still went on to be the head of the school council in year six, with questionable democratic legitimacy. Um, then in secondary school, he didn't do or say much for the first few months, until he entered the school stand-up comedy competition. And much to everyone's surprise, including his own, he won. He's now best known for presenting the Saturday afternoon slot on Wizard Radio Station, as he has done since 2017. Oh, no. Wait. Sorry. No, no. Um sorry that's all wrong that was actually me my mistake um yeah that's embarrassing none of those facts were about alec benjamin um i got it wrong they're actually about me alec feldman um sorry about that yeah that's embarrassing anyway here's let me down slowly alec feldman comedy bronze at least or your money back ariana grande thank you next on wizard radio and before that alec benjamin bay and let me down slowly Alec Feldman with you now. See, different. We're different people. Um, Connect Four is coming up in about ten minutes' time. We've got Mars McCallskip at five. And before those two songs, I asked you what you would unsee and unhear from 2018 if you could. 
if your mind had an erase button, if you could clean your eyeballs or, I don't know, cut off your ears, clean your ears, I don't know, whatever, it doesn't really matter, what you would expunge from memory forever from the last 12 months. I said I'd unhear Freaky Friday by Lil Dicky and Chris Brown, and I'd unsee a guy who I'd only known for about 10 days, totally naked, on a bed. Um, Owen has sent a message, quite a short one. He says, I would unhear four words, seven syllables, Rita Ora's new album. Rita Ora's new... Yep, seven syllables, that is right. Ouch, harsh words indeed for, for Rita Ora, but a view held by many, I think, including the producer of the show, which is probably why that message got through. Maybe Owen is James with a fake name. Hmm, possible. Rachel's been on. She wants to... Is this an unsee one? Yeah. Jenny, one of the worst moments of my year. I was out with my friend. Someone walked past her. Oh my God. And ripped her earring out of her ear. It was bleeding everywhere. And I genuinely threw up on the pavement outside. Oh my God. She was screaming. It hurt her so much. We don't know if it was an accident or not. It was a hoop earring. So it could have been either. But it scars me every day. I would totally unsee that one. That is horrible. I don't have any like proper phobias i don't think but ear piercings really creep me out actually you know, piercings in general really creep me out especially when they haven't got anything in them and it's a bit like just a hole in your skin it's like oh and it makes me go all, like funny at the knees uh, don't get me started on those earrings that go like right through and you can see through them oh horrible but hoop earrings as well scare me because stuff like that could happen literally just talking about it and imagining it my legs are going a bit funny just like thinking about that that's horrible Oh, man. Oh, yeah, I definitely unsee that one, Rachel. You poor, you poor soul. I mean, not as poor as your friend who had to experience it, but seeing that, at least they didn't have to see it. Yeah, you had to see the blood and the ripping and the pain where they just had to experience it. So, I don't know. Did, did the bottom of the ear... I don't even want to think about it. No, next. Thank you, next. Brooke, I haven't said this to her, but one of my best friends got a tattoo on her shoulder blade of her cat who passed away okay i'm not gonna i'm not gonna make fun of that no i can't no that'd be mean i'm not gonna make fun of it okay brooke says i wish i could unsee that because honestly it's so bad i think she thinks it looks good because she only sees it in a mirror but the cat looks like a grandma bless her yeah okay run really hard I'm not gonna make fun of the, the tattoo of the dead cat that looks like a grandma i'm really sorry for her loss of her cat who she now has tattooed on her shoulder blade no that's fine that's perfectly normal and okay but i can understand why you might want to unsee that but also surely that's really funny why would you want to unsee that wouldn't you want to remember how terrible and grandma like the cat looks so you can laugh at it just in your own time by yourself when you're maybe sat in bed about to go to bed and just like, <laughs> the cat looks like a grandma. That kind of thing. I don't know. Zach, I don't know why, but seeing that picture of Justin Bieber eating a burrito sideways really disturbed me. I think it looked quite suggestive, you know? Uh, no, not really. It looked like something else and he looked so greasy doing it. I do like Justin Bieber's music, but that burrito picture made me feel funny. Okay, that's an acceptable one, I suppose. Um, it always reminds me of, of Ed Miliband and the Bacon Sandwich, and I don't find that remotely suggestive in the slightest. 
I get that burritos maybe they're they're longer and thinner, but still, nah, it's not suggestive. You're just you're overactive with your imagination there. I think that you you filthy boy. No, I don't think it's suggestive. But okay, you can expunge that if you'd like. Bieber eating the burrito sideways, gone, erased from your memory. You can unsee that one. Benny has been on as per every week. Thank you very much. Greatly appreciated, Benny. Trump's face. I wish I'd never seen that this year. Yeah. Agreed. Don't we all wish that? 2018 would be so much more peaceful if we hadn't had to experience that. And Charlotte's been on as well to say, I wish I could unhear Zane's new album. Wow. In fact, I wish he'd never done it. I've always liked Zane. He was my favourite member of One Direction. Really? Okay. And his debut album was amazing. Like, best album of the year levels of amazing. This new album is released, though. Has he gone mad? Says Charlotte. Genuinely rubbish, and he ruined my Christmas. Harsh words indeed there. Ruined my Christmas. Um, you can make a complaint if you want, if you've got lots of spare time. Sit down, just writing letters of complaint. Dear Zane, I'm shocked at your new album. You ruined my Christmas. How dare you? Kind regards, Charlotte. Yeah. Okay, so Zane's new album, not good. I can't say I've heard it. I can't even remember. Has he had any, like, big tracks from it? Maybe not. If it's that bad, Charlotte wishes she could unhear it, then maybe not. It's goodbye to Zane's new album. Goodbye to Trump. Goodbye to the Beaver Burrito. Goodbye to the tattoo of a dead cat. And definitely goodbye to the earring incident. And goodbye to Rita Ora's new album. All things you wish you could have unseen and unheard. What a year 2018 has been. We are all truly blessed and thankful. Connect Four is coming up next after Maisie Peters feels like this Wizard Radio. Maisie Peters and feel like this on Wizard Radio. It's Alec Feldman with you till five when Mark Kulski's on. And before that, we have time for a round of Connect Four. Just before four, gave you four words. Funfair, impregnate, organ, and um, rhino, just randomly. And you had to connect them in the most long-winded way possible and put them into a little story to keep me entertained. Because, you know, two hours, I need I need some kind of stimulation. I need a bedtime story. That's what I'm after. So this is what you have come up with this week. First up from Ellie. Her Connect Force submission is as follows. Last summer, I went to the fun fair with my younger brother. Last summer, I went to the fair like a wham song. And the very next day, I got mauled by a bear. Isn't that great? That's not her submission. It's, last summer, I went to the fun fair with my younger brother. We had a great time seeing some of the exciting stalls there. For example, there was an organ, which plays itself, and also a rhino, which had been un- impregnated. Fun fairs are such strange places. Yes, I rate that. I was, I was wondering whether a rhino would throw a spanner in the works, but yeah, I can see all of those things being at a fun fair. I mean, I don't know whether you could have a self-playing organ, but, you know, there's loads of gimmicky stuff like that. I'm sure you could. So, very good submission. Thank you, Ellie. Good job. Submission number two is from Zach. Um, (laughs) Okay. I don't like to say this. This is Zach's submission. I hope this isn't real life. But my older sister was impregnated by her fiancé, and, and I've said this to her face, I think she looks like a rhino. Only with the hump on her front, of course. Apparently the baby was planned, that he's put in quotation marks. They discussed that he would impregnate her before the action took place. 
and now she keeps complaining about it. My sister and her fiance still live with us though, so it's going to be a bit like a fun fair in the house with so many people here. I hope they get married though. I love church weddings and hearing the organ music. Ah, good submission. Um, a very subtle sort of message of Christian morality here that you shouldn't have children before you're married. Okay, if those are your views that you're subtly getting across in your Connect Four submission, then those are your views, not mine, or the views of Wizard Radio Media. Um, what did I want to pick up on? Um, okay, only with the hump on her front. Do rhinos have humps on their front? I, I hadn't noticed. Like, what does that even mean? I'm slightly confused. Yeah, James is saying in my ear, they're on the back. I think I think that's right. I thought it was like on the back, not like a camel hump, but just like I don't know, bigger. Oh, only only with the hump on her front instead of the back. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just don't know how to read then. Okay, fine. That makes sense. Then okay, I, t- I take back that criticism. Um. I like the way they, they discussed that he would impregnate her, which sounds very clinical and a bit gross, but there we go. Nice stuff. I enjoyed reading it nonetheless. So thank you, Zach, for your Connect Four entry this week. Daniel, as well, has this to say. The last time I went to the zoo, I just remember how many of the a- albums were pregnant. Does that mean animals? I think it means animals. I just remember how many of the animals were pregnant. Like, why do the zoo staff allow animals to impregnate other animals in the zoo? I think there may have even been a pregnant rhino. So many babies being made. I haven't been to the zoo since because I found it so weird and kind of funny. Now I usually go to the fun fair to go on rides. All my family makes me go to church sometimes. (laughs) The sound of the organ really annoys me, though. It's like a long drone. Okay, yeah. That sort of works. Slightly shoehorned at the end. It's like, oh, oh no, I haven't got in Funfair or Organ yet. Let's just stick that on the end. Yeah, disgrace seeing pregnant animals in the zoo. Shouldn't be allowed. Um, anything else I have to say about that one? Just reading back through it? No, not really. Good effort. Thank you very much, Daniel. And the last entry on Connect Four for 2018 on the show, which isn't actually that much of a big deal because it'll be back next week. It's from Charlie. Before the Christmas holidays, my science teacher was telling my class all about organ donation. And he told us a story about how there's this treatment. Some scientists are helping rhinos stay healthier by injecting them with some infusion. But because rhinos are so heavy, they need to turn the rhinos around every seven minutes because otherwise their organs might get squashed from the pressure or something like that. Imagine if a rhino impregnates another rhino. That would be messy. Anyway, enough about rhinos and organs. I'm about to go to Winter Wonderland, which is like a big fun fair in London. Okay, that is the king of phoning it in at the end, isn't it? Who's this Charlie? Charlie gets to the end of the message. They're like, hmm, what about fun fair and organs? No, what is it? Fun, yeah, I, I don't know. That's just the last sentence. Anyway, enough about Rhino's organs. I'm about to go to Winter Wonderland, which is like a big fun fair. Come on, come on, more effort, please. If you're going to go to the trouble of sending a message, but thanks very much anyway. Um, very interesting scientific experiment about org uh, rhinos having to be rotated every seven minutes. It sounds a bit like a spit roast to me. I'm assuming these organ, these rhinos are alive. Am I now confusing the words rhino and organ? It does seem a bit like it, which is not something you really want to get mixed up about. But okay, cool. Thank you very much for your entries. Which one did I like the most? Um, I thought Ellie's was good. I liked it. It was concise, but it got everything in in a neat way. That was the um, the fun fair with the younger brother and the organ that plays itself. 
Zach's one about <laughs> the um, the fiance that looks like a rhino. I feel like I have to like that one just because I was an idiot and didn't understand what he was on about at first. So yeah, but then Daniel and um, Charlie, we had um, the organ donation and the rhinos that have be rotated in the pregnant zoo are good, but not quite up there at that level this week. I think I'm going to go with with Ellie. You are the winner of Urban, uh, what's it called? Connect Four <laughs> this week. It's been months since we did Urban Countdown, but you are the winner of Connect Four. Well done. You win nothing at all other than my respect. Good job. Thanks for playing, everybody. That'll be back next week, as will I. But also, excitingly, I will be back not next Saturday. Well, I will be back next Saturday, but also next Friday. Have a brand new show. You get a whole extra hour of me on a Friday. You know how um, usually it's the second song after four usually. I like to make a bit more random, a bit more of a throwback. Just a song you might not have heard for a while. My new Friday show will be a whole hour of those. Those sort of songs. You'll be subjected to my musical taste for an hour every Friday. It is happening at three o'clock, so right before James Gilmore. It's called The Weekly Mixtape and it's just an hour of throwback tunes chosen by me. So you can listen to that if you want and also this show will be back here again on Friday. Saturday. I'm getting so confused. It's time to wheel me off. Back Saturday at three and also Friday at three. That's what I'm trying to tell you. And you can get the podcast from iTunes, Google Podcasts, all sorts of places. So thanks very much for listening this year. Back next week. And this is Mahalia to finish. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Saturdays three till five. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to the great pop culture debate back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.